0: Hello, lovely single mums, and thank you for joining this podcast where we'll be taking you through some simple steps to a DIY divorce. My name is Lucy Good, and I am the founder of Beanstalk, an online space dedicated to supporting and inspiring single mothers from all walks of life. And today I have great pleasure in chatting to the financial expert advisor for Beanstalk and the Single Mum Vine and many of you will know her. Um, It is Belinda Eldridge from Divide. And for those of you who don't know Belinda, she's the founder and the managing director of Divide, which is um, a business which helps couples who have separated to financially separate in a cost-effective manner without using lawyers. Um, Belinda, who is also a single mother, loves helping separated couples, and she does so with transparency and honesty. Not only does she give them the facts, but she also gives them hope, empathy, and the understanding that, yes, it may be hard now, but it will get better. She works with couples to determine what financial structure will work best for them as two single parents co-parenting, and then she helps them to agree on an action plan to implement the new structure as cost-effectively as possible. Welcome to the podcast, Belinda, once again. (laughs) Thank you for having me. You're welcome. We love having you on. And and I love this topic today about DIY divorce because at Beanstalk, we're all about educating ladies through every stage of single motherhood Um, and the more that we can learn and ultimately handle ourselves the more empowered we are and I think this is something that you'll agree with Belinda because it's the essence really of what you do at Divide when you're helping couples with their financial separation. Why do you feel it's so important to educate people through this process? Well I think it's a we all know that there's
1: Challenges involved with going through separation and divorce, but as we move through that, if we can then learn and and grow as people, it also then helps us feel not only better about ourselves, but that we're in control of the journey that's ahead of us. And obviously, the the journey and the direction that we thought we were going to take has now changed, but. Um, it's sort of you're at the fork of the road and you can then positive things can still result from that and it's then understanding your financial position which some people then might not have that knowledge so um, being the nerdy account that I am I do enjoy teaching them, them that and then quite often once we've done a property settlement with people and, and they're ready to do their divorce I then say to them well, look I think you can do this by yourself and I'm more than happy to answer questions and when they say yeah I think I can too it's It's a really rewarding moment because you can see the the growth in their confidence and that they've got hope for moving forward and and they're understanding what they're capable of and they're the best person to do it because any money that they can save, if that can go into themselves and their children, that, that makes
0: me happy. Exactly. You're almost giving them something at the time because you're helping with the, them with the process, but also mm. something that they can use in the future, which is that learning. And funnily enough, I'm actually writing a blog at the moment for a single mother charity, and it's called um, "The Five Things I Learn um, When I yeah. Became a Single Mother." Because, and I'm like, what five things shall I put down? Because I've how do you limit it to five? Is my question. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But there's so much to learn, um, yeah. and that's what this is all about. But on this podcast, it's going to be fact-filled. So it's really for anybody who is looking to do a d- divorce and wants to be able to do it on their own. Just listen to us chat. It's not going to last too long. We're going to try and fit this into about 30 minutes and you'll, you know, you'll receive all the information that you need to go ahead and do your divorce on your own, which is um, not only cheaper, but it's also empowering. Um, so and first... I would also
1: suggest and jump in there. Yeah. that
0: Even if you weren't considering doing the divorce by yourself,
1: have a listen to this anyway, and then make an informed
0: choice at the end as to whether you think you might like to, you know? Yeah, I agree, Belinda, because it is, mm. it, it's is—it's about knowing the choices there Correct. as well. And a lot yeah. of people don't realise that. So we'll start with a really basic question, and that's what is the criteria to make you eligible for a divorce? Well, the the, the main criteria that – it gets
1: goes into lots of technicalities, but the main thing that you need to consider is have you and your ex been separated for at least – 12 months and one day, so it's longer than than 12 months. And as long as you've met that criteria, then then generally you're fine to move on for divorce. We'll go we'll go into more specifics. And and within that, you can be separated and still living under the same roof. This this is a very common thing that lots of people need to do these days because obviously it takes time to financially separate your assets. So um, if you've only been separated for 12 months, and all of that time was spent living under the same roof, you will need to provide a affidavit, just a complicated word, just saying you know that you're confirming that you have still lived separately, and that there was a change in your living arrangements. But um, yeah, the main thing is, have you been separated for at least 12 months, and you can have been living in the same house, co-parenting during that time, that doesn't limit you.
0: Okay, so and a really important thing, and I can remember talking to you this before, I think it comes up a lot of times when we chat. actually, is to yeah. make a note of that separation date, isn't it? Because um, sometimes one member of the party might think that they separated at one time, but the other Correct. is saying another time. And there can be a discrepancy when it comes to divorce at that stage. If you haven't made a note somewhere in writing about that date, is that right?
1: Yeah, the main thing... Um... For separation, you're absolutely right, the separation date needs to be agreed upon because you don't want to have to go to court and have a fight over the separation date when you're more than capable of sorting it out between yourselves. So sometimes it's very simple, like one person moves out of the home, then you both use that as your separation date, but separation can occur when one person communicates to the other that I now consider us separated and their living arrangements change as a result. The other person doesn't need to agree. All that's required is communication by one person. So it can be verbally, but I do suggest this to people that you then, you know, send an email to the other person because um, saying that I now regard us as separated and here's the date. And even though that might seem a bit formal and everything, in that time when you first separate, it can be a very, you know, traumatic time and when we look back on it we can't always remember a lot of the details of what we're on because we're just trying to cope and exist and get forward so having those you know emails to go to go back to to look at so you can agree that date is crucial because that same date needs to then eventually go on your application to divorce and if you're then notifying centrelink or other um, government agencies they also want to know your separation date and these days we know all the systems talk to each other, so you want to have the same date for each thing. Otherwise, red flags go off and you start mm. getting auditors coming after you, and no one wants that. So, um, yes, agreeing on that date is 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 crucial. And um, even if there's a bit of a discrepancy of a couple of weeks, even if you can both then agree, okay, let's make this our separation date, and both agree that it's the same, um, then 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 that makes things easier. So um, within the the criteria for divorce, you need the greater than 12 months. And then the other key thing is basically, do you meet the Australian eligibility test? Because you're then obviously applying for a divorce in Australia. So if either of you were born in Australia, if you're Australian citizens, or if you've been living in Australia for more than 12 months before the divorce, you meet all those criteria. So most people don't find that difficult to meet. Um, then the next challenge that people have is, um, do you have your marriage certificate? So, because as part of the divorce process, you need to scan and upload a copy of your marriage certificate. So that's always a good thing to, you know, dig dig around yes. and, and locate and get that 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 scanned. So that's 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 done. And then the other key sort of follow-on final question that they make you answer is, has your marriage broken down and there's no reason, reasonable likelihood that you will get back together? So um, obviously if you have been separated for more than 12 months but you're thinking of getting back together, um, you wouldn't be applying for a divorce anyway, but that's the, the question that the court needs to ask and you both need to say, yes, you both consider that your marriage is permanently broken down and then, um, then you meet the criterion. Uh, another thing that's worth knowing is that the... Um, Is just sort of as an aside, but the the Family Law Act um, has established a no-fault divorce principle in Australian law, which means the court does not consider which party is at fault in the marriage breakdown. So the only ground for divorce is that the marriage is broken down and there's no reasonable likelihood that the parties will get back together and the why is not relevant. And that's something that all of us need to remind ourselves of, as we're going through this process, because obviously the why is very relevant to the person who's going through it, but it's to try and look beyond that and get your own support elsewhere to address the why. It's not something to come up in court documents because it's not relevant. To the court
0: yeah okay and do both parties need to agree to file for the divorce um, what you've got your separation date and everything um, but sometimes you can't get both parties to agree or can just one one person do it
1: um, it can it can be either way so you can apply for a divorce by yourself that's classed as a, a sole application or you can do it with um, your ex the other party to the marriage and that's classed as a as a um, joint application so Um, as long as you meet the criteria that we've outlined um, above, you can either do it by yourself or with your spouse. There's different uh, rules and obligations that you each need to follow depending which option you take. So generally, if you and your ex are able to do a joint application, that's the easier option and certainly the one that I would recommend because then neither of you need to go to court. But if that's, not an option, Um, you know, a a sole application is very achievable if if that's the only way you've got. So if if you do a sole application, then only you need to sign the application form. The person who's lodging the form, which would then be you, are responsible for paying the application fee, so that can also be an issue, whereas obviously if you're doing it jointly, you normally agree how to split the fee. You will then, if you're doing a sole application, will need to serve in inverted commas, the application on your ex, which basically means you need to provide them with the documents in advance so they've got a chance to consider it before your matter goes to court. And if you have children under 18 and you're doing a sole application, you will need to go to court. So compare that to if you do a joint application, you and your ex both must sign the form because it's coming from both of you. Um, you are then both responsible for paying the fee and then it's up to you guys as to how you choose to split that. The application does not need to be served on your ex because you're both lodging it together so you both know what's going on and neither of you need to go to court even if you've got children under 18 because you filed a joint application. You, you can choose to go to court but you're not um, obliged to. So, so yes, you can do a sole application but if it's possible to do a joint application, that's normally an easier mm. way right. to go.
0: It's like everything throughout the whole process. The more that you can do together, the easier it is. Um, but I say that with the understanding that it isn't always um, the case. Sometimes you just Correct. can't work together through it. I remember my divorce being very undramatic. Um, you know, we just had to go and get a JP to sign some paperwork in Correct. the office above the Coles supermarket. Yeah. And I ca- remember coming down and sort of saying, you know, goodbye to my ex. And I thought, oh, well, that's that then. That was all very. Um, <laughs>
1: It's typical, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah above <laughs> coals, you get to do a shop afterwards. Very
0: practical. <laughs> I know. I just remember him kind of looking at me and saying, right, see you around then. And I thought, well, that's that. <laughs> I never thought it would end quite like that, I have to say. <laughs> but moving but, on. But to
1: be honest, see, that is far preferable than the, you know, the drama that can go with lots of people. So, yeah, give me simple above coals any day yes. rather than um, some of the other stories that I've heard. Yeah,
0: and, and you know, it's also an incentive to pe- for people to maybe try to pull together to work with their ex-partner through it because it's going to be so much easier and less expensive if you can do that. Um, understanding, right. as I say, totally sympathetic to those who can't do it. It's not always possible. So, Belinda... Does can- opportunities like divorce and, and property settlement give you then
1: the chance to... Um, Try and create a new relationship with your ex, which is obviously based on co-parenting, not the relationship that it that it was. So if you can, even if you think, oh, that's not going to be possible, still have a go at trying to do these things together because any things like that that you can then start to work more together and both parties have then got some incentive to do so, that's best for all of you moving forward because that can then flow into other
0: exactly. Other and that's what's so important and that's what we keep banging on on about, don't we, Belinda? <laughs> the importance of it, but
1: we do understand for some people it's not possible, but it's just as long as you've tried, you're then not left wondering about the what ifs, you know, and yes. if you've given it your best shot and it doesn't work, well then, then you do you know, you do your sole application or you do your next best effort. But um, it, it's, just, it's just worth trying, isn't yeah.
0: it, is our any suggestion. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, so we'll move on and um, talk about the costs. Can you just tell us um, what we would expect to pay for a DIY divorce and how these would compare to if we involved um, a lawyer um, to handle the divorce for us? Um, and if I may just throw another question in there as well, because I know people want to know the answer. Are there any concessions um, around the divorce costs? Good questions, as always, Lucy. <laughs> um, the the
1: the divorce is done through the Federal Circuit Court of Australia, and the fees for lodging a divorce are the the court costs are nine hundred dollars. So um, obviously, if you're doing a joint application, most people s- split that cost. If you are eligible for a reduced fee and there's certain evidence that you need to provide, a pension card, that sort of thing is sufficient, uh, the fees reduce to $300. Um, Some people try and do clever things where they have the one person who's on the pension card lodge the divorce application, so they only have to pay the $300. But if the other person's on huge money, quite often that gets... Found out, so I'd say if you're both on on pension cards, then that's fine to apply and do it the with the reduced fee. But otherwise, um, you don't want the federal court after you, so then just pay the $900. But um, even if you are not on, um, you know, Centrelink benefits and so therefore don't have a pension card, if payment of the full fee would cause you financial hardship, there is a form that you can p- complete where you can p- apply to the court for a fee reduction, and you know, I found everything to do with the courts—they're they're really very reasonable and very helpful. So don't at all be, um, you know, embarrassed in completing that form if that's what that's what you need, you know, need to do. Um, so if you're doing your own application for divorce, and um, I've done a Beanstalk blog explaining how to do that, so Lucy can put a link to that there Absolutely, as well, yeah. so so people can see that that's achievable. Um, then obviously the only costs that you pay are the court costs, being the $900 or the $300 if you get the reduced fee. Whereas if you engage a lawyer, you will still pay the court costs because that's what costs anyone to lodge a document. And then on top of that, you will pay the the lawyer's time. So if uh, if you're then looking down that way, you can then approach a lawyer or you can come to us at Divide. We can certainly... Assist you or assist you with any questions as you're trying to do it yourself, um, and you can then ask them for a set fee. Most firms will do a divorce for a, a fixed fee because the process is so simple and there's really nothing that can go wrong. Very different to a property settlement where you know th- there's many factors that need to be um, considered. So. Um, Yeah, I'm sure you'd be capable of doing it for yourself but we all know different, we're all at different stages and time is one of our most valuable resources so if you're time poor then you can certainly engage uh, a lawyer to attend to your divorce application but just make sure you get a quote up front so there's no nasty surprises and then you can make an informed choice about whether it's worth paying that extra or it's it's worthwhile doing it yourself.
0: Okay, all right, that's perfect, thank you. Um, Now... We all make mistakes and we're all worried about making mistakes when we do something as important as our divorce. So can you just tell us what we, what we could possibly do wrong? What are the mistakes that we could make and how can we avoid them? Okay. Well, one of the mistakes that um, people find most...
1: Well, people make most and, and find a bit daunting is the, the concept of if you're filing an application by yourself how do you serve papers on the other person, because you've got to give them notice. And and they use big legal words like serving, which makes it sound more complicated than what it is. Um, The the court has excellent resources, and they've produced a YouTube video, which if you can then – I'll share the link with you for that, Lucy, and if you can put that um, at, at the end of this podcast. And the YouTube video is fantastic and it shows you exactly how to complete your divorce application form and how to go about serving divorce papers on your ex. And really all services is is you can hand it to them or you can post it to them and depending on whether they're in Australia or overseas, there's different timeframes that that needs to be done within so that they've got enough periods, you know, enough time to, to look at it. So... That YouTube video is the first thing that I would suggest watching because it sh- it-, it shows you and it's done in a really user-friendly way that um, that you can do that and how to go about serving documents. If you're posting documents, I certainly recommend um, you know sending them through Australia Post where you've got a, a-, a tracking number mm. so you can then always confirm and have evidence that it was received and signed for, so that they can't just say oh it came in the mail and um, I missed out on it, but, but that YouTube video answers most of those questions, so that's fine. Another thing that, um, mistake that people make is when you're doing either a property settlement or a divorce, you need to register your application through the Commonwealth Courts Portal, which is just you can just um, register a, a username because it's any matters that you have, be them property settlement or divorce, need to be done through the same username because the court needs to be able to, when it's assessing one application, see that another application has been done so it can link it all together. So the 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 key thing is, if you haven't used the Commonwealth Courts Portal before, then you need to. Um, register and that's also in the YouTube video showing you how to, to do it. And if you have already registered and use it, you use need to use that same username when you do your divorce so that all applications are linked. But the, the, the court portal is also very user friendly and if you go to register a new username and you're using the same email, your normal email, it will come up with a message and say this email already has a username you know so, so it prom- it prompts you prompts you through it and the other thing that the court does very well is they've got a fantastic uh, live chat function that you can then ask the court any questions and i found them to be exceptionally helpful as well so if you've got any questions along the way you, you can ask the court that um, in terms of the documents that you will need and because they're things that can lead to mistakes Obviously, as I said before, you need your marriage certificate, so you need that scanned. And if you or your ex were not born in Australia, you'll also need to scan and upload with part of your application your Australian citizenship certificates. So that's something, you know, as you get your homework to get your different bits and documents ready, um, that's something that you will need and you won't be able to progress your application if you've put down that one of you was born outside Australia and you don't upload that. They need to see evidence um, of that. Um, And if you're filing a joint application and you have not lived in the same house for the last 12 months, basically there's no issues and and you should go through fine. However, if you have lived for part of that 12 month separation period in the same house, you then need to um, submit an extra document which basically shows how your living arrangements changed in that 12 months. So, you know, you moved into separate bedrooms, you then started living separate lives, and um, you both then need to complete an affidavit where you're explaining that, and that's then witnessed by someone outside of the marriage, you know, a a neighbour or a family friend or something, because the court is just trying to then see that, your relationship has actually changed and you've then chosen to live in the same house because it suits your financial and and, and children's needs but your relationship has actually ended. So that's the only extra thing that you need um,
0: to do there. So I think that's the... So really the key is, number one, watch that YouTube video. Yeah, that's right. Good old YouTube. Um, And also just make sure that you include everything that you need to in the application because I'm guessing if you don't, you're going to end up having to reapply and that's just... Well, um, also the the application won't
1: let you progress until you upload those relevant documents, right? But really all you need is your marriage certificate, citizenship certificates if either of you were born outside of Australia and then if you've lived in... The same house for part of that 12-month period, then this separate document called an affidavit, which again there's links um, on the court website, which which will be included as part of this um, podcast, explaining how to do that. And really, all it is, it's like doing a, a stat deck where you can download, you know, a, a free version from the internet, or you can get one from the post office. And you're both basically declaring that even though you have lived under the same roof, you have not lived as a couple, and there's, you know, there's been a change in your sleeping arrangements, in the shared activities that you're doing as a couple, um, you're no longer doing household duties for each other, there's been a division of finances, so your bank accounts have been separate. So you, if you're just showing that um, your marriage has broken down, um, but you just need to provide a bit more mm. evidence around that so that everyone can see that it's all all legit and a a key thing with that is then um, showing that if you've then notified government departments to say that you're you're separated and you've then been receiving you know child support between you or there's um, you know you've been getting benefits through Centrelink so again all of that then goes to confirming that but that's again only if you've Lived in the same house for that 12-month period. Otherwise, you just tick the box to say you've lived separately for more than 12 months, and it all ticks along through the system, and, it, and it's and it's very easy.
0: Yep. Okay. All right. That's perfect. So it's okay, absolutely fine to be living under the same under the same roof. Just make sure you yep. get that separation date sorted, and make sure you fill that form in at the time of divorce. Um, and look, we're running a little bit late on time, but I'm going to throw in this last question because I'm want to kind of move on to the next stage and this does kind of depend on the order you do your divorce and your fi- financial settlement in because everybody's yep. different but say um you the ladies listening have done their divorce it's all sorted um and the next hooray, they need to do- hooray! <laughs> <laughs> but it's not quite all over yet <laughs> you you may still have your financial settlement to do and the reason I wanted to mention that is because I know once you've done you've got divorce there is a time limit on when you have to complete your financial settlement so I just wondered if you could very briefly just explain to us about that, um, the next steps, and perhaps a little bit about how you at Divide could help people with that. Sure. Um, so the, the key
1: thing for people to remember is that divorce and financial or property settlement are two different and separate family law matters. These matters are often confused, but they're, but they're very different. So divorce, as we said above, can be applied for after you've been separated for 12 months, and that's one matter. Children and property issues do not need to be finalised at the time of divorce. Um, However, it is advisable to have them done before you apply for divorce because of the time limits. But if you've done your divorce first and you haven't done the other things, that's okay. It's still all achievable. The only thing is that once you have applied for your divorce and your divorce has been granted, you then have a time limit if you were married, you've then got 12 months to do your property settlement within um, 12 months from the date of divorce. And if you were in a de facto relationship, you've got two years from the date that your um, relationship broke down. So that's where in a de facto relationship, the separation date is, is is crucial because you've only got two years from separation date to do your property settlement, but if you were married, the time limit doesn't kick in until the divorce application is granted. And then you've got 12 months from that date. So there are exceptions where if you're outside these time limits, you can apply to the court for special permission, but it's not always granted. And to do that normally equals um, lawyers need to be involved because it all becomes more complicated. So if you can do it within the time limits, then you can keep things as simple as possible and save on costs. So, if you have done your application for divorce, but you haven't yet done your property settlement, the the goal now is to get cracking on your property settlement so you can have it done within the 12 month time limit. Um, so at Divide, we work with couples to enable and sort of create a step-by-step approach so it's not overwhelming to enable them to financially separate without the use of the, the lawyer and lawyers and we are happy to work with couples to do as much or as little as they need us to do. So sometimes people will want to have me start them off and then they say, okay, we think we can do the next bit and I'll say, great. So I'll then send them each off with their respective homework to go and gather their legal documents and super statements and all the rest of it and then come back to us and then we'll then help them document what their financial position is now and then assist them with how they think the split could look and sort of guide them through that process but also practically things like um, it's not just how you split the assets but it's who's going to get more super, who's going to get more cash, how much can you each borrow um, you know so so moving into the, the the practical level and I'll then quite often send people off to do some homework and when they come back with the, that information on how much they can borrow we'll then factor that in to how we look at doing a split but but our position is that we're working with both people and everything is transparent and it's then building a new trust level because everyone can see no one's doing anything behind anyone's back and we're trying to work together to get the best result for people. And if there's ways we can structure things that have um, tax advantages for one person, we're more than happy to do that and outline that to, to to both people so that the the bulk of their funds can go to them and their family, not the um, tax office or lawyers. And that's all legal because you're quite entitled to minimise your tax. So So that's how we work with couples to provide them with the support that they need for their situation, but it, but one that is the most cost effective. So if they've then agreed and, and we look at it and we say, look, you know, your house is going to have to be sold, you can't afford to keep it, we would then help them to say, okay, why don't you go off and sell your house and then come back to us and then we're just splitting up the cash and that's going to be far cheaper for you than having to write more detailed consent orders explaining what's going to happen when you know you're going to sell your house anyway. So that's where, I know I can't talk about this simply, but it's um, we then sort of break it down into steps and enable people to do as much as they want or if they say, look, we've got stuck and we need some assistance, we help them with that um, as well and direct them. We've got a lot of free resources and everything on our website to enable people to read up on things and understand things and decide how much they're comfortable doing themselves or what they want assistance with and we're happy to work in with whatever works with you and your ex and your timing because there's no point trying to force what what the other person along quite often the person who may have ended the relationship they're ready to crack on but the other person still emotionally trying to catch up so we would encourage people to give the other person the time that they need, so that when you're both ready to move forward, it can be done so quickly and that equals cost effectively. Because otherwise, it's lawyers and big legal letters and forcing people to court. And if you just gave them the extra six months, none of that may be necessary. So that's sort of the you know the practical side that that we look at, and also then giving suggestions on um, you know children and co-parenting and and how to make that work. Simply, whether it's if you're both contributing to children's expenses that you've got a, a bank account to do that, you know, but again, the, the the practical suggestions and certainly, you know, I've been co-parenting very successfully with my ex for the last 12 years. So I am more than happy to share what things have worked for us and what things have worked for other people. And that's where it's great that mums can then get on the vine and ask other mums, you know, so you might look at all these options and then decide what's right for for you, but you've had the time and the information. To, to make those choices because only you know what
0: works best for you and your family. That's brilliant. And um, if anyone listening wants to get hold of you and get some help from you, Belinda, um, uh, people can find you, of course, on Beanstalk, on the homepage of the Beanstalk yep. website, um, as well on the Single Mum Vine every Monday night. Belinda's on there between 7 and 9 answering questions. But any other time as well, if you want to get hold of Belinda, um, you can just put a, a message onto the Vine and um, either Belinda will sit or I'll sit and I'll tag her for you. So you only have to go onto one of my platforms to find Belinda quite easily and can you just tell us um, your website address um, Belinda and how people can contact you through there? Sure sure so our website is um, divide.com.au
1: but with the hyphen between divide so div au. and if you get onto there you can um, contact us and then either arrange a time to have a chat to me I'm always happy to have a chat to people before there's any costs incurred because we want to make sure that we can actually meet your needs um, or our number if you want to give us a call is 0733675380 and um, yeah then one of our team can send you out the, the general information for you to have a look at and then you
0: can set up a time to have a chat um, with me. And I will quickly add, there's a really cool little download on the top of your website, which people can just click on. And that's really cool to download. And if you just need, if you're thinking of using the Divide services, but you need to explain what what Divide does to your ex to see if it's something that they want to do, you can click on the download printer and just give that to him next time you see him because it explains everything. And it means that you don't have to explain it because we all know that communication with our exes can sometimes um, not work out. So this piece of paper just explains it all. And I'm a great advocate of Belinda's service because I've seen her help so many um, single mums on my platforms um, to negotiate the financial settlement stage peacefully and cost effectively, which you know, is something that I'm always trying to help um, single mums with in everything that I offer. Um, but look, Belinda, you've given us a huge amount of information um, in this podcast, and I, I knew it would be information packed. I feel like no one has the excuse not to do their own divorce now um so but i mean in all seriousness divorces is, is it's not part of the carefully laid plans of our life so yeah when it happens we're often left feeling totally lost and unsure of our next move so doing stuff on our own um can seem overwhelming um but just knowing that there's people like yourself and the other resources you mentioned even the youtube video um mm. is comforting and it helps helps us and it steers us um, in the right direction which is which is what we need at a time like this so thank you once again belinda for being such a brilliant podcast guest You're very welcome. Thank you. And I I look forward to joining you again, Lucy, as we tackle the next topic. Yeah, we'll have to think of another good topic. We've got loads of them up our sleeves. So to the single mums listening, like I said, there's no excuse. If your divorce is looming... There's no reason that you can't do this on your own. Um, All you need to do is follow the steps that Belinda has talked us through in this podcast. Reach out to the resources and the support um, that she's mentioned, including the YouTube uh, video, which I keep talking about, because it just sounds fantastic. Um, And when you're done, when you've done your divorce, give yourself a well-deserved pat on the back for doing it on your own. And, And until next time, ladies, goodbye.